Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Lock Supporter. Good morning to you. Hi, Alex. Isn't that something? I just saw this. I'm like, the wait, wait, and Green Gables is, is, we possibly need to get a new narrative because she's too colonial? Like, really? Parks Canada management plan for Green Gables, Cavendish, Prince Edward Island. One of the great commercial success stories in Canadian arts and literature. Name a Canadian novel that's still in publication mm-hmm. 116 years after the fact. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, Parks Canada, if anyone could screw this up, excuse my language, they could. Upper management, right here in Ottawa, they have a management plan. They say, you know what's missing in the Anne of Green Gables story is the Indigenous, Black, and person of color perspective. I'm not making this up, so help me. (laughs) They want a new narrative. They said, air quotes, new narratives on the Anne of Green Gables commemoration. So we're just going to rewrite this uh, classic? For people who go to Prince Edward Island. And I agree. The Anna Green Gables story is pretty white, which is what people like about it because it depicts country life in 19th century Prince Edward Island and this little orphan girl running through fields of flowers. And everyone just loves it. They get hundreds of thousands of visitors every year. The the Japanese love it. Mm. But, you know, I thought this witch hunt had burned itself, it's, it's, oh, no, no, itself no. out. It is running red hot at, at Parks Canada, yeah, you bet. When DEI, when that uh, ideology gets a hold of Anna Green Gables, watch out. What's next, you know? Yeah, the, next, the Human Rights Commission is going to be talking about how Christmas is discriminatory. Yeah. I mean, it just, Joker's <laughs> wild. Yeah, there you go. Nonetheless, if you haven't been, uh, you might want to go before they change everything up. Because it, <laughs> Anna Green Gables, I remember we have Got into a huge argument with my boyfriend back in the day. It was like 30 years ago. I remember we were like, who, who, I said, who argues at Anne of Green Gables house? Well, it was us in the quiet forest or wherever the hell that was. Oh, no. Hundreds of thousands. You yeah. want to have a picnic. You enjoy the rolling countryside. It's the celebration of this wonderful story that generations of kids have enjoyed all over the world. All they had to do at Parks Canada is stand there, smile, and sell tickets. Just cut the grass. Just cut. They couldn't do it. They just can't do it. Well, maybe a change of government will help that uh, cause. But meanwhile, um, Commons Ethics Committee voting seven to three on Wednesday to reject this opposition request for uh, internal emails regarding the Prime Minister's latest eighty-four thousand, you know, uh, holiday. And um, I mean, look, the story has changed. Three times. The prime minister was out yesterday and in French he said, look, everyone went to visit their their friends and family over the weekend. I, and no one questioned them. And it's like, well, most people didn't go to a, a $9,000 a night hotel or whatever by a friend. Um, but who, how are we looking into this? And is this a true, you know, sunlight on this issue or is this just kind of making it look like action? No, well, MPs, uh, Conservative uh, Michael Barrett, uh, Leeds Granville, Ontario, asked to see the emails between the Prime Minister's office, in which they claim the Ethics Commissioner said, sure, it's fine. It's, it, go, enjoy yourself. The Ethics Commissioner's office says, actually, no, we don't pre-clear vacations with federal contractors or anyone else at, at sun locations at Christmas. My favorite, though, and I thought a noteworthy point in the Ethics Committee hearing is when New Democrat, Daniel Blakey from Winnipeg, Elmwood, Transco, Manitoba, who voted against disclosure of the Prime Minister's email, said, look, it, 
I'm paraphrasing him, but accurately. He said, everyone knows the prime minister's office is bad with transparency and has trouble getting their stories straight. Let's just take that away. Just just for one moment, Alex. We're into year nine now. This is the leader of a G7 country. And you have an MP who votes for this man's budget bill saying, look, everyone knows these people are habitual liars and they'll say anything to get out of a jam. Well, you're getting way far down the ladder now, right? So, yeah. so we're, you, how cynical is that? I don't need to see the emails to know that the prime minister's office just makes stuff up to get out of scrapes. That's mm-hmm. something. Yeah, but it works. Why change what they've gotten away with for a long time? I will be very interested if there's a government uh, change. You know, <laughs> the bar is so low now, Tom. What will they do? Let's say Pierre Polyev wins. What can they go after? Because all he has to do is go... Look at the last guy. I, I can pretty much get away with murder. The bar is pretty low. I agree. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no that's a given. Absolutely. When your friends say the bar is low, yeah. well, well, of course. I mean, you can't believe a word they say. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> that's your friends talking. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Canadian Armed Forces Program, this is um, aimed at recruiting immigrants, have gotten 77 applicants um, to enlist. So that's their big success story. But uh, apparently a lot of people did apply. Um, there was what? 17, no, 21,000 applicants, but they weren't necessarily the right people. They What's... changed the rules, Alex. They are desperate for recruits. Uh, there's a huge crisis. They they use the word crisis in internal emails, Department of National Defense. We are so short of soldiers, sailors, and air crew that they will do just about anything except raise wages. Get, like Hamas, uh, Houthi, are they applying? To get volunteers, honestly. And here they, they changed the rules uh, in 2022 to allow permanent residents, foreigners, landed immigrants to join uh, on the promise that we can speed up your citizenship application. And as you mentioned, uh, now we're in over a year into this program, and so far their big success is 77 successful uh, enlistees. Uh, Minister Bill Blair has said, uh, he said at Senate question period, he said, this is the one thing that keeps me up at night because, mm-hmm. you know, even if you are shaky on foreign policy, I guess someone has to man the sandbags, you know, when there's a flood. And the military recruitment is an ongoing car wreck. It's an absolute disaster. Yeah, the whole military is sadly right now, but as long as they get to uh, Gender-friendly uniforms, I guess, will all be whoa, safe. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now you're talking Anna Green Gables. That's, <laughs> that's crazy there talk. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, the husband of Liberal MP Lisa Hefner, who's a Hamilton Mountain MP, uh, will be paying back pandemic relief checks because, the I guess, this person who was a CBC cameraman at the time claimed Serb. And she only, I mean, this is a, a person who worked in the media. Um, was grilled in committee last February explaining how complicated the program was, but then only on Tuesday registered with the ethics commissioner that, oh, yeah, she's got to pay the money back. She would have known her husband didn't qualify for that program. That's a firing offense, Alex. There are hundreds and hundreds of federal employees have been fired for claiming those $2,000 a month pandemic relief checks when they were already receiving income from another source. It was a very simple program that was intended to help people who were right up against it facing eviction or foreclosure, and it turned into a huge scam. It went four times over budget. Here you have the husband of a parliamentary secretary. This is the part that's a mystery. We pay parliamentary secretaries like Mrs. Hefner $213,000 a year. Are you kidding me? Mm. You settle your debts with the crown, madam. 
You know, it's like when we had Environment Minister Steve Gibo had a tax liability with Revenue Quebec. When you have a debt to the crown, you have no business telling the rest of us yeah. that we have to settle our debts with the crown. You talk about how low can you get? Alex, we're kind of, we, you and I, how many times have we, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. If you're, do we really have to make that a rule? If you're a parliamentary secretary, pay your debts.